Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are studying Ezekiel 34, that's the Navi Yechaskel, chapter Lama Dalid. This is the second chapter in the series of chapters that discuss the future redemption of Israel. We just found out at the end of the last chapter that Jerusalem has fallen and has been destroyed. And um, the people have just recognized that, there, that Ezekiel is, has been a prophet. Everything he has said has come true. And now they're listening to his message. And how does he begin his message? He begins his message looking at the leadership that the people of Israel have had, the ones that have led them, so to speak, to this state where they are now, where everything is lost and everything is destroyed. So let's learn a little bit about leadership. And in this case, let's learn a little bit about failed leadership and maybe get a little bit of a hint as to the future Mashiach, what kind of a leader he will be and why he will be more successful. So verse 1, The word of God to me was as follows, Ben Adam, human being, I want you to prophesy, to speak regarding the leaders or the shepherds of Israel. The metaphor of the shepherd is what we're going to find used here. So imagine the leader of Israel is the shepherd who takes care of his flock of sheep, so to speak, the people of Israel. Hinaveh, say prophecy, I want you to speak to them. Loroim to those shepherds. Ko tell them, this is what the Lord God said. Hoi roe Yisrael. Woe, you shepherds of Israel. Asher hoyu roimosam, that you used to shepherd them. Is it not the sheep that the shepherds should, should lead, should shepherd? In other words, it's asking a rhetorical question. It's your job to take care of the people. The people are the ones you should have been taking care of. However, in verse 3, that's not what you were doing. Yes, you ate the fats of the people. And you sheared the the wool and wore the clothing that came from the wool of the people. And yes, you did slaughter the fat ones and, and eat them. But you did not take care of the flock of sheep. You derived benefit from them. You used the people as people from whom to get things to derive benefit, but you did not take care of them. You didn't help strengthen their they, the, the, the weak ones, this could also mean, nachlos here could mean from language of chala, language of weak ones, you didn't strengthen them. In other words, you didn't put in programs to place to help people that were weak. It also could mean you didn't strengthen their property. You didn't uh, put in systems of justice to protect people's property. You didn't do anything to heal the sick. When the people were sick, when they needed things, you didn't set in place any systems to help them. And for the broken person, whether that's a physically broken person or, or a person who's broken in heart, you didn't wrap their wounds, you didn't support them. And the one who is lost, you didn't return him to his place. You didn't set any education, any way for people that are lost to learn how to come back, to learn how to come back and join a healthy society. And the people that were completely lost, you never even bothered searching for them. You just gave up on them. And, and rather, you ruled them with strength and you uh, oppressed them 
with, with hard labor. That's what you did as leaders. So what happened in the end? They ended up getting scattered without a, uh, uh, without a shepherd. Sheep without a shepherd will eventually just scatter into the fields. And they ended up becoming eaten. They were attacked by all of the dangerous animals. Uh, a flock, once it separates, each one becomes vulnerable to predators. And that's what happened once the Jewish people had no leadership. They became vulnerable to predators, so to speak, and all the other nations that surrounded them took advantage. God says, my sheep, my sheep, they, they are lost. They're wandering among the mountains. And on all the tall, tall hills, and scattered across the land. That's where my sheep they're, they're all lost and no one is searching for them and no one cares about them you leaders and this is talking pre-Horban God is describing how the leadership was they're lost and no one cares to lead them back leaders I want you to hear God he's now like so to speak addressing all of the kings of Israel all of them, all of the kings, but not just the kings, all of the leaders, the Kohanim that were supposed to lead and teach, the prophets that were supposed to teach, the one, the false prophets, you know, not the ones that we study, but the ones that we study about, how they led the people astray. Anyone, anyone in a position of leadership, God is speaking to now. God swears, no, Adonai Elohim, so says God. Because, if not for the fact, right, that my sheep have been uh, um, made into a vase, meaning made into spoils for others to take advantage of. And for the fact that my sheep have become uh, uh, food to be devoured by all the other animals, all the other nations in the field, because they have no one watching and guarding. And my shepherds that I sent down there aren't even looking for my lost sheep, by the my shepherds, these shepherds, they shepherded themselves. They did not care to shepherd the sheep that they were responsible for. Therefore, listen to the word of God. At verse ten, now call Elohim. So says the Lord God. I am going to come against these leaders. I am going to ask for my sheep from them. I'm going to come and say, sheep, give me my sheep back. I am going to stop them from leading sheep anymore. You're no longer in leader positions. No longer will those leaders, those corrupt leaders, those leaders that lead only for their own advantage, be able to lead them. I will save my sheep from them. No longer will the leaders be able to take advantage of the people and figuratively eat the people by using them for their own advantage and doing nothing to help them. Verse 11, Because so says God, I am here. No one else is looking, so I myself, God says, I will search out my sheep. I am going to look for the righteous people. I am going to look for the righteous human beings. I will seek them out. Like a roes searches out his sheep. This is a good shepherd. Like a good shepherd, when, when sheep get lost, he knows how many he has and one is wandering. He doesn't stop until he finds it. And immediately the day that he finds out that 
from his sheep. One of them was separated. Cain, so avaker, I, God, will search out as Tony Vihitzal, TSM, I will save them. If I have a soul, a holy person, walking, wandering, lost, I'm going to search for him. No matter how far out he's been scattered, wherever he is, in a dark, deep day, he got lost somewhere. He got lost among a nation which is corrupt, among a nation where where it's hard for him to find God. I will go and find him. Behold, say, Simenamim, and all of these people who are my sheep, who are with me, who love me, who really want me, but are lost, I'm going to take them out of those nations in which they are lost. I will gather them from those lands. And I'll bring them to their land. And I will shepherd them towards the mountains of Israel. By the, by the, um, waterways and in all of the populate, populatable places, all the places in the land which we can settle people. I will uh, shepherd them through good shepherding lands with good grass for them to eat. And their places where they pasture will be in the high hills, the plains, which is rich and lush in uh, food for them. There they will crouch and rest in a nice, beautiful pasture, a fat pasture where they can fatten up and be healthy. That's where they will, that's where they will um, uh, feed on the mountains of Israel. Ani, God says, I, Eretzoni, I will be the shepherd for my sheep. I will be the one that gives them a place to rest. So says the Lord God. One who is lost, think about this, God is talking to people. It sounds, it's clear from his words. He's saying the lost people, the lost human beings. This, uh, it's, he's talking about every person that's lost. I will search him out. And the one who has been pushed away, nobody cares about him, nobody likes him. The one who's pushed away, Ashiv, I will bring him back. The one who is broken, physically broken or heartbroken, Achavosh, I will bandage his wounds. I will help him heal. And the sick person, Achazek, I will give him strength. I will make him better. And the one who is Shemena, the one who is fat, and the strong ones, Ashmid, Erena Bamishbat, those I will destroy. I will um, tend to them with justice. In other words, here he's saying the ones, Chazoka, it doesn't mean there's the problem being strong or fat. The problem is that the Shemain of a Chazoka are representative of the ones that take advantage of others. They will get justice and they will be destroyed. In this new world, it's the Nidachas, it's the lost soul, it's the broken soul, it's the sick soul. Those are the ones who God are going to rescue, God are going to bring back to the land of Israel, the ones who were oppressive, the ones who oppressed others, the ones who are not seeking God at all, those are going to end up getting the judgment of God. And I am going to, um, and you, my sheep, I'm talking to you, my people. I'm going to judge between each and every one of you sheep, to the rams and to the bucks. The ones... Um, um, 
is it enough for you that you should um, pasture on this good, beautiful pasture? But you also must trample with your feet the rest of the pasture? And that you get to drink and the, the leftover water you just stomp in and make it muddy with your feet. Is that not enough? Now the, the reference here is, um, it is is not to be selfish. Don't think that I'm giving you good to eat and good to drink and then when you're done, forget about everyone else. No. You, you eat the good food, but then don't ruin the rest. Leave the rest for others. You ruin the, the water, you drink the water, but don't muddy up the rest. Leave the rest for others. Vitsoni and my f- sheep, um, should mirmas raglechem tirena? Should they have to be forced to graze on the things that you stumbled on and made all mushy? Right and when and they should drink the mud that your steps stomped in. So think about that. God is saying, when 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 I do bring you back, you need to be careful to make sure that all of the bounty that you enjoy, not only that you don't directly oppress the others, but you don't act in such a way where you get the good, and don't think about leaving more for the people that are less fortunate than you, and leaving it in such a way that it's honorable for them. It's not just the mushed up leftovers that you give to the poor, but give them good wheat just like you had and fresh water just like you had. Verse 20 is where we're up to Lachain. Therefore, again, So said the Lord God to them. So this is God directing, talking to the people of Israel. Behold, this is me. So God is encouraging them. This is me doing this. No longer those leaders, those corrupt leaders. Forget about them. They're gone. They, they messed up. I am going to make judgment between the healthy sheep and the thin, um, uh, unhealthy sheep. Because you, what you did was, you would push aside and you would shoulder, meaning you would shove aside with strength the, the the one who was weak, right? And what you did, the weak ones, you, with your horns, you would gore, you would shove them out of the way, all the weak people. And, and thus you drove them out. In other words, you tried to make a people, only the strong ones did you want. The weak ones, you threw out. However, I am the opposite. I bring the weak ones in. I am going to save my sheep. No one is going to be abused anymore. No one is going to be given out for spoil for everyone else to take advantage of. I will make justice between sheep and sheep. And I am going to establish one, one shepherd, one shepherd who does it right. He will shepherd them. And who is that? It's Abdi David. I'm going to reestablish my servant David. Presumably this is the Mashiach, the Messiah, who's considered to be a descendant of David. The idea of David here is the one who rules in such a way that he cares about the people that he's ruling. That the people that are lost, he brings back. The people that are weak, he strengthens. Not the people that are weak, he kicks out and, 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 and takes advantage of. And so on. 
He will be the one that shepherds them. He will be the one that shepherds them. And the relationship between that Mashiach and I, and I, God, I will be his God. This is a new time. The king is not going to be the boss. God is going to be the boss. My servant David will not be even a king. He will be a nasi. He will be a prince, meaning he will be a leader, but deliberately doesn't use the more strong term of king because in the future, the king, uh, the Mashiach, will not be a king. He will be a nasi, which demonstrates that he is um, lifted above the people as a leader so that he can help lead the people in justice. But he is always beneath God himself. God is always guiding him, and he always has to follow God's instructions, God's laws, when he uh, acts as a leader. It is I, God, that spoke this, because this is the way it's going to be. This is what Mashiach is. This is a very, very, very clear statement of what Mashiach is. That Mashiach is... The descendant of David is someone who is a servant of God, who is, I'm saying this also against some of the Christian ideas, which um, are clearly refuted in this verse here, the Christian idea of, of a son of God or, or God himself uh, being in, in the person of the Messiah. Here the Torah is saying very clearly, God is God, it is going to be God that runs it. The Avdi David, the human leader that descends of David, is going to be a Nasi Bisocham among the people. He's going to be a leader, but he's going to be absolutely beneath God. He's going to be a human being that is subjected to all the laws and rules that God places upon him. And when I do this, I will uh, give them a covenant of peace. This is the covenant of peace that will. God will sign between himself and the Jewish people. And it's, it's interesting how the people that Yechezkel has been referring to this entire parag, he hasn't ever specified that they are the people of Israel. He has talked about all the lost human beings, all of the weak human beings, right? And then he's going to bring them all to Admas Israel, to the land of Israel, and establish a new nation. So with all of these people, I am going to make a bris shalom, a bris of peace, no more fighting between the nations, but everyone that is in God's, under God's uh, uh, shepherding, so to speak, in his flock, so to speak, will all have this bris shalom, a covenant which is built on peace between and among them all. I'll get rid of all the dangerous animals from the land. They will live upon the, the Midbar out, which used to be wasteland, but is now populated land, Lavetach, securely, Vyashnu Bayarim. They'll even be able to sleep out in the forest safely without worrying about dangerous animals. And I am going to make these, and also, you know, these places that I just referred to, Usvivoskivasibracha, and the surroundings of my hill will all be for a blessing. Rain will fall in its proper time. These will be blessing. Rain is full of blessing. Verse 27, The tree of the field will give its fruit. And the land will give its produce. The people will live on their land securely. And they will know. How will they know? When I 
break down the bars, the bars meaning the barriers uh, uh, that, that of their yokes, all of those things that were holding them back and keeping them, the oppression that was constructed by humans to keep people back from becoming great, from pe- keeping people back from growing, and, and, and the, of oppression, I'm going to break those bars, set them free, set all of humanity free so that they can search God. And I therefore thereby will rescue all people from those who enslave them. It's very clear that the Odin, God in the future time will rescue all of slavery. A very clear statement that in the future times, there will be no such thing as one person oppressing another, one person enslaving another. Since God is in charge, all people now have equal access to coming to God. Below you, Od Bazlagayim, there will no longer be in any of the nations any more of this um, spoil, meaning one person spoiling another, one person stomping on another person's property. And body, even the animals no longer will attack people. No one will be afraid. They'll be able to live in peace and security. I'm going to establish them for the people a planting, which will be the shame. Literally, that means for a name and for a great reputation. People will see, wow, look at what they've planted. It's no longer will there people be carried off that sell themselves to others because they're starving because of the land. But rather, there will be pleased trees planted, there will be food aplenty for everyone. No longer will they be embarrassed from all the nations because their crops are unsuccessful and they have to sell themselves away for slavery because of all the poverty. This is verse 30. We're almost done this chapter. That it is I, the Lord God, who is with them. And they, these people that I've gathered from around the world, all of the lost souls, they are my nation, Beis Yisrael. The, the, the clear um, meaning of this chapter, and this is most of the traditional commentaries assume this entire time that Tzoni are the people of Israel, and now God is taking them back to the place of Israel and establishing them on the land of Israel, which is, of course, true. That, that, that God's Tzoni are his flock, are his people. But every single time Yechezkel referred to the people that were lost, the people that were broken, he talked about them as people. Every time he talked about them being gathered back to the land of Israel, he talked about them being gathered back into the nation of Israel that God desires. The, the very clear implications for what he's saying is that God is going to seek all human beings that are lost, all human beings that are suffering, all human beings that are oppressed, all human beings that are enslaved. And He will gather them because they're the ones that are wandering, the ones that are looking. God will find them. God will shepherd them all together, bring them all to Israel, and thus reestablish the nation of Israel. So says God, And then I will place, and you, my sheep, my sheep that I tend, Adam Atem, you are human beings. God, again, and this is several times this chapter, when He calls His people, He calls them people. He doesn't call them um, Bnei Yisrael. When He builds a nation out of these people, then He says they are Ami Beis Yisrael. The, the, the very clear indication is, is that this Ami Beis Yisrael in the future is built 
of human of human beings, period, of human beings from everywhere. Ani uh, I am the Lord your God, and Om Adonai Elohim, so says the Lord God. So we have this beautiful vision here, this is the end of chapter 34, of God himself saying, when will the future be right? When the leadership is guided by me, God. You will have a leader, it will be the Mashiach, it will be the Nisi Yisrael, but only because he's a Nisi Yisrael who humbles himself before God and, and leads with God and allows God to be the guide to show how to treat the people, which is with compassion, to treat the people with, with love, to treat the people that are lost and bring them back, the people, the people that are hurt, to heal their hurt. And, th and thus, with such individuals, build a new land, a new country, with new people. Thank you so much for paying attention to this beautiful chapter 34. Looking forward to studying chapter 35 and, of course, the entire book of Ezekiel together.